the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, I am preparing to get ready to go on a trip with a bunch of pastors from uh, the Twin Cities metro area. There's 30 of us. Uh, we're going down uh, Transform, Minnesota, is uh, doing a trip called Sankofa. We're going to go down the old Civil Rights Trail together, and we're going to uh, experience this together and, uh, and you know, share our insights. Uh, at the Transform uh, Minnesota website, they're going to have a, like a daily log and blog of, of what we're experiencing, uh, you know, how we're feeling as, as uh, you know, black, white, Hispanic pastors make this journey together. Looking forward to it. You know, we're always busy. And you never get really enough time to spend, you know, with your pastoral friends, but you might see them at a meeting or something like that. But uh, we're going to be sleeping together and eating together and riding the coach bus together. So uh, I'm just looking forward to some guys I don't know and some guys I do know well. And uh, and so I'm just looking forward to this as we get together and and uh, and, and study, look at this topic. But, you know, just look at how we can work together and, and be the kingdom. Let's be the kingdom of God. You know, this time of year for me is always a, a a stressful time of year because I'm a sunshine kid. You know, I love the sun. You know, I was raised in Chicago, but I, I love sunshine. And when I'm in the when I'm in the sunshine, man, my body functions a totally different way. So I just realized I just count the days. You know, it's February, and you know we got to get through this. And it's been a nice winter. No, not a lot of sub zeros, uh, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, I'm thankful because of my church utility bill. I don't have to pay no big gas bill. But I, I can't wait till the sun comes back out and we get back out and we experience the sunshine. Uh, just a couple of announcements I like to make. Uh, you know, this 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 weekend, you know, what I mean, we'll we'll be getting ready for a track meet next weekend uh, on the 25th of February uh, on that Saturday at Bethel College. And so, if you have a child that you think would track would be a good sport for them to be a part of, most of we have about 30 kids under eight years old, man, to get out there and they. It's it's just a joy being with them. I mean, we go from six five through eighteen, but but it's just a joy and watching them run is going to be a delight. Uh, come out and see us. You know, you go to our track website, which is Eagles Wings Track. That's Eagles Wings Track dot com. Yeah, we, we come from the Book of Isaiah. Our track team says we will run and not grow weary. So just remember Eagles Wings Track dot com, and then or you can go to our church website, which is uh, sotl dot org. And it can link you to the track club or our, our, our leadership academy and those things there. We also begin the process of, you know, just starting to raise funds. You know, we start raising money and uh, start keying in to, so that we can run the activities that we run in the summer. Our goal this year is to raise $70,000. Uh, 
if, we, if you uh, want to support uh, a valid urban ministry and check us out, uh, you can just go on the web and look. If you want to schedule a meeting with me, uh, just go through the website, link it, hit me at my email. I have an old school email, so it's uh, been around a while. It's S-U-T-T-O-N-S-M-P-L at AOL.com. That's Sutton's with an S, M-P-L at AOL.com. You know, we're always looking for ways and insight to help our young people excel. I want to finish and wrap up today about purpose. It was it was a pleasure having Grace Bouchard uh, from Reapers International uh, in and sharing her journey, sharing these last two weeks. You know, uh, she's always been a blessing in my life, you know, even though she's, like I said, she's my mother-in-law. But at the same time, she's always been there for me. Uh, you know, it's a story I thought of at the at the, at the the meeting and we got out of there, we got to talking. And I remember when I, you know, first became a Christian and, and she was always traveling somewhere. She was going to Kenya or Ethiopia. And when uh, Layla would say, my mom's in town, you know, she's in town, you know, back in the country. And I remember one time I was really, really, really feeling down, right? And and I learned something that day. You never call uh, a prophetic person and try to fake like ain't nothing wrong. You know, so I called her up just to see how she was doing so she could just share some exploits with me and had a couple of Bible questions I wanted to ask her. And she said, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I'm all right. She said, are you all right? I said, I said yes, ma'am, I'm all right. She said, are you all right? And she went hit me that third time, and I just started crying. I was like, and then you know, she prayed with me, and I felt better. But I said to myself, I ain't never calling this woman because I can't hide no problems for her. So whenever I call her, I'm gonna be straight. You know, I mean, that was my fleshly response to it, even though I had had a blessing in my life and to get there. But she just it, the 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 tone of me of of no matter what others say or do, I will believe God, and that's what she's done. And and uh, and her test of faith and, and her mantle, you know. What I mean, I just look to see which one of her her, her grandkids are going to grab her her mantle and uh, and get out there and do some things. Because sometimes I'll be in some odd places, man. And I'm talking to somebody, and and they know my mother-in-law, you know, because just because because they've been to Israel and, and she's been there working for everybody, you know, volunteering and you know whether it's Christ Church, Bridges for Peace, or anything like that, and they know. You know, they know her because she she's a prayer warrior. She goes to every prayer meeting you can find and uh, and, and she can pray the house down. So but uh, but it was just a pleasure having her there and, and seeing that she stuck to her purpose. And today I want to talk about in purpose. I want to talk about a mindset. Uh, you know, my, one of my pastors, uh, Pastor Solomon Quaker, he, he he preached on the, the, the mindset one has to have. And how purpose defines your mindset, how, what you think about, where you, where you go, how you view life, how you see things. Now, one person can see a situation like the 12 spies. Ten of them came back and said, you know, it's it's great, but we can't conquer it. And two came back and said, it's great and we can conquer it. The difference was they believed that God was going to honor his word. The other 10 just they looked at the situations, looked at their resources, looked at their resources and said, it ain't going to happen. They wasn't factoring in uh, miraculous power. That wasn't that wasn't going to be a factor in the situation. So, you know, our, our thoughts tend to dictate where we are and where we are going. You know, and, and, and you have to ask this question, is Jesus on your mind? Yeah, you know I mean, and so when we look at that, when our mindset and what we set to and gear to, has our purpose so consumed us that it's changed our mindset? You know, I would be the first to admit that, you know, I understood what my purpose was 
And I didn't like it because it didn't reward my flesh the way I felt I should be rewarded. Right. I mean, I was in youth ministry. I'm working with young people. There's no offering in young people. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not coming in. You know, they ain't going to sit there and pay, pay my house note. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's an investment into the future, but it's not there. And, 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 and I love young people and I work with them always and always have. It's just that sometimes you get the, the, um, the woe is me things and you just look at other people and, and how they're, they're prospering and, and then you're in this, in this mode. But, you know, I just had the pleasure uh, a couple of weeks ago of having dinner with uh, one of the guys that, that just gave me so much trouble, you know, and, and in there, but to see him now, you know, you know, uh, totally changed with a family serving the Lord, you know, being a school administrator, this dude spent more time in the behavior room than anybody I knew. You know what I mean? Now he's a dean of students, you know, <laughs> at a Christian school. So it's like, you know, and you look at it and say like, man, you know, but we never gave up on him, you know, always stay focused with him. And, uh, and, and, you know, and he appreciates that. So we was over there having dinner with him, his wife, his kids and laughing and joking and, and going through, but that's, that's the journey. That's the reward. You know, that's the reward that, that, that youth ministry gives and every ministry has a different set of rewards. I just even remember when I did nursing home ministry for a while, it was a different set of rewards. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I got chewed out by the people. They couldn't remember me when I come back the next week, whatever happened, my reward didn't come from that recognition. My reward came in the fact from that, that I'm able to help this person still facilitate their relationship with the Lord by getting them in there and providing service. So everything has its different reward. But if your mind has not been renewed, if your mind is not set to that, you're going to view those situations in a different way. You're going to review the ministry you're in as punishment, or you're going to review the ministry you're in as I'm a failure. You know what I mean? But it, it the, the external things should not define you. What should define you is, you know, are, am I being obedient to the call of God upon my life? You know what I mean? Am I allowing God's word? Am I allowing my purpose to change my mind. You know, uh, Pastor Solomon said something that really, really stuck with me. Uh, I put it in bold in my notes. Is that you cannot change what you tolerate. You cannot change what you tolerate. You know, and God has called us to be agents of change. So we have to be synced to the word of God. Right. Right. So that, that, that the change in our lives mirrors God's will. Right. And so, and, and, and I'm not just saying that, Okay, I'm a nurse. I'm an accountant. I'm a pastor. You know what I mean? I'm a homemaker. I'm whatever. No, 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 no. I got to get into the word of God and I got to allow God to change my mindset. So I view things different. I view myself differently. I view the the, the, the task that I have at hand differently. I don't feel like I have scraps. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I have the most excellent things that I need in order to accomplish my, my purpose, because God should supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So that which I have has been provided for me by God. So I'm not going to call it scrap. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, I got the short end of the stick or anything like that, because I'm, I'm measuring it by what man says I need to have and not by what God says I need to have. You know, many people have tried to duplicate what we do, you know, with kids in the summertime and, and go in and try to follow our program. But the thing they leave out the most is they leave out prayer. Yeah, because they don't want to put the prayer Jesus part in. They just think, what are they doing? Oh, they spend two hours doing that, hour and a half doing that, have lunch. Okay, we can do that. 
you know, it right up a grant. I remember one year this grant funder told me like, well, we're not going to fund you this year because we've gotten three or four other grant requests like yours and we want to give them a chance. I said, fine, you can give them a chance. You know, he came back the next year and said, you know, none of them did what you did. None of them accomplished what you accomplished. And uh, I said that is, you can't duplicate that part. Even on our track team, we only practice two days a week. And a lot of college coaches go like two days a week. How do you, how are you all so good at two days a week? And I said, because we work on the mind. I said, we pray for them. We touch them. We speak to their spirit. I said, it has nothing to do with the workout. You can go on the internet and download anybody's workout. I say, but are you activating body, mind, and spirit? Workout doesn't give you that. Workout just body. <laughs> it's just body. I say, we go body, mind, and spirit. So we put a better athlete out there. Not one that's well-conditioned. I tell any coach that's recruiting any of my kids, they still have an upside physically because they've never been pushed physically. I say, but mentally and spiritually, you won't have to work. You know what I mean? They're on a whole nother level when it comes to, to getting in there. And, and and the mind controls the body, right? The mind controls the body. A purpose who, a person whose mindset has been uh, made up and they understand their purpose, they're going to be humble. They're going to be joyful. They're going to be passionate. They won't have a problem with trust. And they're going to be persistent because you know what it is you need to accomplish. So, your humility comes in the fact that whether someone claps for you or not, or whether someone praises you or not, it just really doesn't matter because I'm gonna do this anyway. You know what I mean? I, so I, I'm not I'm not sad when you don't give me recognition, and I'm not overjoyed when you do give me recognition because you know what I mean this is what I do. You know what I mean? And, and and whether you whether you let me do it for you or not, this is what I'm gonna do. You'll find what purpose when a person's purpose is made up that they'll do that particular thing, whether it's full time, whether it's part time. You know, uh, whether, it's, whether it's, it's, it's allowed or they do it on their own. And they're joyful because they know that the joy of the Lord is their strength. And as long as you function in what God wants you to be, you know, there's not going to be any sorrow. Passionate? Oh, yes. They can talk about that thing all day long. You know what I mean? Because that's how they think. They think in that mode. They, they think in that mode. Me and my wife are both accountants, but we're like night and day. You know what I mean? We both understand accounting principles. We understand that. But my wife is a financial accountant. And I'm more of a cost tax guy, you know, so we don't agree on how to handle things because she has a different mindset than me. Everything has to be accounted for. Everything got to line up. Everything got to add up. Me, I'm like, whatever's going to benefit my client the most, I'm going to work this puppy and make it work. You know, she looks at me like, you know, I done lost my salvation when I'm doing some taxes because I'm always looking for a way to beat. The system to bring it down, you know, and she's always looking for a way to properly account and make sure everything is there because we have two different mindsets toward how we handle. But she can do a tax return and I do a tax return and you'll get two different dollar amounts, you know, because she's not going to allow some stuff. Me, I'm going to allow it, stay up all night reading tax code to find a way to get around it, you know, and uh, with her, you know, she just wants it all to line up and equal out. You know what I mean? You wouldn't ask me to do your tax report or balance sheet. And, uh, and, you know, because it'll look bad because I pretend it look bad because I'll take a shortcut in a hot minute. You know, but it's a different mindset, you know, because we both go different ways. And so and what I'm trying to say is, is that your mind has to be made up. You know, and we, as, as we run up on to take the break, as I say, you're listening to Isaiah 61. Um, and we are so thankful for, uh, you know, KKMS, not a mission, an opportunity to share with you guys. 
I'm going to come back after the break and we're going to talk about uh, ways to develop that mindset, how to how to wrap your your lifestyle and how to get to that point where, you know, as it says in Romans, you know, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and, and, and re- to renew your mind around your purpose and the call that God's given you in life. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Enjoy the music. Come back after the break. And we're going to wrap this thing up. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community, Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. As always, you're welcome to come and visit us at 1001 Penn Avenue North. Our services start at uh, 1030. And, uh, and so, uh, we, you know, I'll be uh, ministering the word uh, this Sunday. I have a special guest speaker the fourth Sunday in uh, February, uh, Bishop Sims. Uh, if you want some old school Pentecostal preaching, Oh my goodness! You better you 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 can come in and get strapped on for that one, Bishop Sims. He gonna sing it. He gonna preach it. He gonna take it every which way it need to go. Uh, I'm looking forward to him coming in there and being a blessing. Sometimes we uh we get so we get so contemporary in our contemporary Christian that uh we forget about just that old school coming in there and those songs and those things that come in. You know, I want to read Romans twelve two. Uh, it says, "Be not." Conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Our minds need to be reset, you know, when we, we, we come into the kingdom. You know, I mean, we've been conditioned. Uh, we've been taught in, in, in a certain way. And now we need to come into the way and bring our, thing, bring our mind into line it up with God's word and God's will into doing the will of God. You know, Romans also tells us there's those that are led by the spirit of God. They are the sons and daughters of God. You know what I mean? And so, so we know that if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust and desires of the flesh. And so, and, but unfortunately, you know what I mean? We may not be walking in the spirit at all times because, you know, God's going to get us there and we don't have to lean on our own understanding. You know, God is there to have us there. So even, even at times when for me, I'm I'm such a workaholic and I love to work that I'm having to renew my mind not to work. You know, what I mean, I, I have a group of guys around me now 
and uh, for the first time in, in, in my ministry life, that uh, won't let me work. <laughs> I can't even run an errand without these cats cutting me off at the pass saying, no, 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 no. You pray and bring God's word to us. We got all this other little stuff, you know what I mean? And, and if you understand pastoring in an urban context or any leadership is in an urban context, you're used to being a one-man show. I'm used to being a secretary. I'm used to designing my own letterheads, flyers, everything like that, uh, having to do the bulletin every week because, you know, no matter who volunteers for it, I end up sometimes getting stuck with the bulletin when people move on. So, you know, you just get so used to do And so then when people come in who 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 want to, uh, take that burden off of you, man, I feel like I'm lazy. You know, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, you know, he wouldn't even let me deliver some clothes to a cat at the shelter. You know what I mean? He's like, you don't do that. I got this. And uh, and so it, it just takes a little getting used to, you know, to, to come out of that. And so I got to renew my mind. I have to change my mindset. So the process of renewing your mind is one that doesn't end. You know what I mean? Even though you may you may wrap yourself around and understand the will and purpose of your life, you understand what God wants you to do, and you can respond that way. But you always find yourself renewing, resetting, you know what I mean, trying to get your mindset to line up with God's will because God just doesn't give us everything at one time. You know what I mean? He gives it to us in bits and in pieces. And, and we need to see us and our purpose from God's perspective, not ours. And I say that again, we need to see ourselves and our purpose from God's perspective, not ours. So I may know that I'm, I'm, I'm called to, to youth ministry, but I may see it from my perspective of, of maybe I'm just going to do this, you know what I mean, or devote this much time. But I need to look at it from God's perspective. What is what is God seeing? God, God may be seeing something totally different. Still youth ministry, but I'm choosing something that I'm comfortable with. Like, I, I love to coach, so... I say, I'm going to do youth ministry by coaching sports team. God may want me to do youth ministry by leading the Bible study, but I'm not comfortable leading the Bible study. So I'm going to lean on my own understanding, my own strength, and I'm going to accomplish this youth ministry thing through my strength. And, you know, and as uh, one mentor told me one time, you know, God doesn't need your strength. He's made perfect in your weakness. <laughs> and so I tried to make a deal with God, you know, and tell him, let me raise the money and not and not do the work. He chose me to do the work. You know, some people find it odd that I really don't like uh, being in the front person or leader or anything like that. I like being the back person, but I have to be obedient to what God wants me to do and uh, and, and not just, you know, use my strength, my natural gift of raising the money. So that's where we are. So h- how do you get to that point? Well, one, you need to spend time with people who have a similar purpose to yours. You know what I mean? So that you can understand that. That was the best advice we ever got out of marital counseling. Best advice we ever got out of marital counseling. They say, you need to spend your time with people who have a similar call to you. Because what's going to happen is this. And I've seen this happen in the lives of other couples. You know, you're in a particular profession. Say, I'm going to use youth ministry. Youth ministry happens between 2 o'clock and 10 o'clock at night. You can't go to youth ministry at 8 o'clock in the morning. They're in school. You know, they're in school. Right. So my day started about two and I come home about nine or ten o'clock. You know, we do youth group or we do have a game or something like that. Or I go to a game, watch it. And it's over about nine. Drive people home. You talk to them. You know, I get home about that time of night. Right. Now, my wife, the way we survived, my wife didn't have an eight to five job because if she had had an eight to five job, she getting up every morning seeing me still laying in the bed. (laughs) Because I got to let go. 
Yeah, you know, they go. And then when I get home at ten o'clock at night, she got her pajamas on, cause she got to get up in the morning and go to work. Yeah, you know I mean, and, and I'm coming in all fired up from youth group and everything like that. You know, what I mean, wanting to talk to her and share things with her and do stuff like that. And, and really, it will create an existence that we that where we were just paying rent together. You know, what I mean, that we were just paying rent together. And so, so we we had to understand that that how to adjust our schedules. And so we adjusted our schedules as such, and that's what that's what made it work. And so we had to we had to renew our mind. We couldn't have traditional date at night. Our dates were in the morning. <laughs> our dates were at breakfast. We go eat breakfast somewhere together, lay around the house, they lay around the bed till eleven o'clock, do whatever. So the mornings were our evenings of a normal couple. So couples would look at us and say, How do y'all survive? How how's how's your marriage going? You know, you 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 know, you don't you don't eat dinner together, you don't spend time together. But they didn't understand that we had to reset our minds and the mornings were our time together and we shared together and got so we're gonna pick up this subject and wrap it up hopefully next week. I'm gonna bring in a, a, a another guest with me and we're gonna wrap up purpose and talk about how to change your mindset to, to, to the purposes of God and to his will. God bless you guys. Have a great week in the Lord and, and I'm gonna enjoy myself in the South. God bless. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 